And welcome to Meathead Chatter episode... 14, I don't know. 14. <clears throat> 13, 14, I don't remember. 14, I good job. Past, I can't count past eight, so, or five, so it doesn't really <sighs> we matter. We talked about that last week. Yeah. So. Count, I'll be in charge of episode numbers. Yeah, no, I mean, it was this uh, episode number four, round three. Four, round three would be 12. I know, I was just about to say, would that be? That's wrong. I know. You know what I think is great? <laughs> I I'm think, still trying to do math. <laughs> I think it is so great that after 14 episodes... We still have not done a single, like, good introduction. Right, <laughs> it's always, no, it's... like, the most random, like, well, that wasn't professional kind of thing. And I, I kind of dig it. <laughs> it's it's our no, vibe now. It's, it's who I we work, are. Dude, I work in such a professional world that I'm done. I t- I'm done being professional. <laughs> Especially since I have to freaking just... Thank you for taking the blame that it's your fault that we don't Oh, I'll take the intro. blame all day, every day, because I have to be so goddamn professional at work that... Sometimes it's nice to not always be PC. Yeah. Because, well, that's a fucking joke this, sometimes. <laughs> this definitely is like our uh, say what you want and uh, damn the consequences kind of thing. Except if we get too popular, then I we guess the consequences filter. could be real. But uh, I feel like if my job cares about the things I say here, then I'm probably not working where I should probably be working. So Right. <clears throat> it's I not mean, like we say anything that's like hateful right spiteful <laughs> unless it's just talking shit about lifting or whatever but like you know i say some spiteful shit about eddie hall sometimes but that's yeah, fine but you're also a fan. <laughs> i mean you like I am an eddie hall, hall fan. i mean I, but I calls it like i see it sometimes i'm like well, fuck yeah eddie other times i'm like bro are you serious right you know and i'm gonna, and I'm his, gonna preface it, this before we get yes. too deep i'm gonna do a lot of deep breathing exercise i just finished a training session and fucking exhausted now yeah you do you'd four by five <laughs> paused all, two count pause all the reps gross god on squat at 375 I don't it was it's pretty nasty volume like the weight doesn't sound crazy not like crazy but the volume like was the volume was nasty because you were doing the pauses legitimately it wasn't like when people say they paused and it looks like nothing happened no. and they just squatted like it was a full two count pause on all five reps all four sets that sucks. You know, and that's a kudos to my coach, Chris Bridgeford, for hitting the perfect RPE because we're shooting for an 8, around an 8 or so. And And that last set looked maybe an 8.5. Right, the last set was maybe creeping up, but they were all spot on. If you're going to have a set that's like a little tough, it's cool that it was the last set, not like the second or something. Right, right. So that was like, excuse me, perfect programming. From that stance. And perfect execution by the athlete. You're welcome, Chris Bridgeford. <laughs> yeah, Dan made me do it. He wouldn't let me skip. I mean, I I told him to skip. I don't <laughs> care. But, but nah, he, is, skip he is a, I can tell you from having Preston as an athlete, he will do whatever the hell you tell him to, God. even if it's stupid and crazy. So Even if it's fucking he's, six sets of eight at 355. He is the best the guinea pig ever me. because like he will like, do stupid shit that you program, even if it's not ideal. So, well, I, learned, I learned a lot from programming from Preston. <laughs> oh, I bet. No, I was going to say, really, it was only that one program where I was like, mm, that was a bit of a reach. It was tough, but you put your fiance on that one, too. I did. She I did. fucking hated it was, you just it as was much. A, it was a very close variation to that program, yeah. Yeah, no, it was... Actually, I think she had a little bit more volume. Yeah, the, the volume was a little different on the main lifts, and her accessories were different just because her, her right. stick points are different, but... 
You know what? We're going to have to go back through and look, listen to all these again and count how many goddamn times I referenced that shit fucking volume <laughs> session or set. Because that's like the worst training I ever had. It was yeah, terrible. It, it looked painful. Because it was the, the six sets of eight, and then it was like front squats, and then it was tempo squats. Yeah, it was, it was, was like dying. compound movement for a lot of volume, and then... Another compound movement that you can't do as much weight on because it's a harder compound movement. Right. Some more volume. It was like five by five. So you were not. You were out of the eights. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was like another version, but for like higher reps, but lighter. It, it, was, f- it was. I don't even remember what the fuck it is. I'd have to go through my emails or my texts or whatever and look at it. Oh, I think so. It was like four by eight or whatever. And then the next four one. Four by eight. Or whatever it, it was. was six, six, six by eight. Yeah, it was six fuck. by eight. <laughs> yeah, you and, don't don't take and away then, those. And then it, I'm pretty sure it was a five by five or three by five, depending on if it was like a deadlift day or like a, a pressing day. Yeah. And then I think the third thing, I want to say it was like a no. two a two by five or something. Uh, yeah, I think it was. And, yeah. and the only it got thing friendlier, that was, but that first that first thing. Always and it was and it was only the squats. Money. I think it was the only the squats that kicked my ass because yep. I think we we course corrected after those. Yep. Because I told you how we, rough it was, and you're like, I didn't think you were going to do them all. Yeah, I was like, honestly, I was waiting for you to text me and be like, dude, I can't do this. So I knew when to change the volume, but you never did. So I was like, well, shit, he must be okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it was killing me. It took me three hours to do it. If your coach is doing a custom program for you people, give them feedback. If you are absolutely dying every day, they need to know that because yeah, no, it would have changed think, a little quicker. But I, I think mean, we, we, we corrected after that week and you and I had yeah. talked because we were still living together. Yeah, at that you're, time. You've always been good about feedback on the stuff too. So Right. Well, and that's. Especially when it comes to like virtual <laughs> coaching and stuff, mm-hmm. which is really popular now, is that open lines of communication with your coach is very, very it's important. It's super important because so I'm doing a lot of in person training now, and for me, I can see when the wheels are falling off and make corrections and changes right then. And right. you don't have that luxury when you're virtual coaching, which is why you probably need somewhat of an experienced athlete. And an experienced coach. You need an experienced coach if you're virtual coaching. If they have not coached people in person, they should not be coaching people in imaginary life because you have to be so much better right. of you, a coach like, to do it virtually. Well, and yeah, you have to you have to know and be able to catch when the wheels are falling off. And you have to have coached enough people to know what is more foolproof too, right? Like, right. like if you're in person you can fuck up a program and fix it mid-session. Right. If it's virtual, you can't fix that shit mid-session. Right, no, not not unless they're, like, mid-session texting you and yeah. bitching, yeah. which... Which, I, which I, if they can, that's great, but half the time, you know, I, I, I have the luxury to where I can respond really quickly. Like, right. if you text me, I'm, I'll probably get you in the next, like, five minutes. Like, I might get you before your next set. Right, right. Uh, but and most of the time, that's not the case. I don't know. Did we ever correct or make a change to the, th- the movement? Mid-program? Mid-program? Or mid, mid-day? Mid, mid-session? No. I know. Because you always gave me feedback post-session because you wanted to see what, as a whole, things were going on. Right, right. And and I, I think as an athlete, air quotes, um, as an athlete, I think that is, you know, you're paying your coach. Right. Listen to them. Do what they say. Now, if that fucking sucks... Let them know Let it them know. fucking sucked. Yeah, and we'll course correct because we oh shit that was that program we made. I think weekly or yeah. every couple. Weeks, I was building we made that a, joint, an, a week an to two weeks. We'd we'd yeah. assess it, but the uh, and the other big thing is shit. You worked with me for a long time, so right. it's it takes. I it mean, takes you a don't long expect time. that. Don't expect the first 
60 days to be dialed in. Because they don't know not. you. They, you tell them their training history, but shit, half the time I feel like people lie about their training history because oh, they're yeah. they're trying to not sound like it's their first time in the gym. They'll be like, right. oh, yeah, I know what that is. And in the background, they're like looking up YouTube videos trying to figure out what you're talking about. When if you just told me, I would just link you a YouTube video of me doing it or right. film it and send it to you. Right. Well, and that's like why I hate those like four-week meat prep programs. I'm like... What about the other 12 weeks yep. of the prep? Leading into it. Like, we don't know what bullshit injury they may have had. Yep. So that may have to, you may have to make an adjustment to that four week. Plus, like, you don't know your coach's training style for that right. week, those four weeks. It may be too much. It may not be enough. The, so Whereas, what's, what's the shortest time frame that you think would be, like, acceptable meat prep time? Eight. Eight. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Maybe may if you're a very experienced if you're lifter, an experienced person six six yeah. like i still want eight if and you're straight I'm off the street i'm gonna need 12 just to see what the fuck you're even well, doing um chris <laughs> required 16 12 weeks i okay. think he required me 12 weeks yeah um, and part of that is it might have been 16 no he it was 16 he it wanted 16 six, i think okay. he wanted 16 weeks because we're doing shit and hopefully he's listening and he can change my tell me i'm wrong but yeah, I think we did sixteen. Because I know um, you were sixteen weeks out when you when you got with them. Yeah, me, yeah. Me personally, maybe it was fifteen weeks we started, but it was yeah, something, it was something like, that. like that. Me personally, I'm I'm a twelve week minimum mm-hmm. guy, just because honestly, it's probably going to take me the first at least two weeks to figure out how you're responding to things and tweak mm-hmm. things and get started to be dialed in. But then the other part is, like when I'm programming for someone, they're like, "All right, I got to meet in twelve weeks, sixteen weeks, whatever it is." I'll kind of have a broad outline. I'm like, okay, we're going to have a squat day. This is kind of how I want the progression to look like. Like I'll start kind of at week 12 and and build backwards a little bit with a rough outline of what I want to do. And then we'll tweak stuff and get more narrowed in. But I know what I'm doing for your next 12 weeks, like on a broad stroke standpoint. And if you're month to month and they do it for four weeks, they decide it's too hard or, or, or whatever, fill in the blank reason slash excuse or whatever it is they didn't like about the program. Maybe they just don't like how it costs a bunch of money. Um, <laughs> you you essentially have put the brain power right. into building the skeleton of a 12-week program and you only got paid for four. And that fucking sucks. Right. And Well, so I pay mine month to month. Yeah. Um, I know you do all up front. So you, right? It, did we do a? I mean, depends. I don't. So, I don't remember. So if I'm doing online for a meat prep, I'll mm-hmm. do it up front because I want you. This is my whole prep. It's paid for already. I have no option but to fucking do it, or I'm gonna have to pay for it again with someone else. Um, if I'm doing like training plans with people, especially in person training, um, I'll do, I'll do like a 12 month or a 24 month commitment, uh, where I, you know. It's kind of honor system. I'd probably like to get it where they have a card on file so I can just run it. Because um, right now there's nothing stopping anyone from four weeks in just saying, fuck you, Dan. I'm not paying. Right. Well, And that's but, how mine's set up right now it, is it's auto pay I, through PayPal. I do the month to month. And part of that is in-person training is a lot more expensive right. than online. So, you know, if I'm, you know, I got a three-day-a-week, 12-month commitment is like 570 bucks a month. Right. Um, if you're doing in person three days a week, and that's not, I mean, and, and, and that so sounds like a you, big value, you but wanna, it's not really. Unless you want to drop, you know, seventeen hundred bucks or whatever, it, and I give the option of if you do pay it, you know, the the twelve weeks up front, I'll give you like a, I forget the discount, but it's it's in my pricing order, but I'll give you a discount for doing that because like hell yeah, I want you know, right, like, more upfront, right, <laughs> right. Do you but, um? Because obviously when I trained with you uh, prior to me starting, you and I had known each other for a little while, yeah. 
um, because I was doing uh, some programming with Steffi Cohn and yep. Hybrid prior to working with you. Um, so we didn't really have that opportunity. But do you have like an intake questionnaire for your new clients? I do, yeah. Okay, because I didn't know if you had one. It's and, pretty big. Okay. And you're, like you were doing online with me, but we saw each other so much. Oh, yeah. It wasn't as right. necessary. If I did it again, I probably would have sent you it, though. I, I have, like, kind of a standardized one that oh, I sent you? out now. Yeah, because um, I think it's, the one I did for Chris's was, like, 12-page. Yeah, mine's not... It's pretty goddamn... I was like, what the fuck, that man? That's so long. long. Um, if I printed mine out, it'd probably be, like... It might have been... It'd eight. probably be, like, two, been two to three pages. Eight, but it was but, very in-depth, and I can, I'll can send it to you if you yeah, really, really want I'm, me to. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, it's, like, pretty fucking in-depth. And, well, like, it, um, it does... God, it, it, like, repeats itself... Because it wants to make sure you're really meaning the shit right, you say. But on the it other also ones. repeats itself in a way that it like builds upon itself. And I can't remember exactly how it was, but I remember when yeah, I was doing it. Yeah, I'd be really interested it, to see what it looks like. I remember when I was doing it, I was like, wait, didn't we just fucking ask this question? But he switched up a couple words mm-hmm. so that way you could interpret it a little differently. But my right. answers were pretty close. Well, and there's so there's there's a couple reasons that a long intake form is super beneficial. Once, if you've ever bought anything online after reading, like, a sales copy, you know how those are so fucking long? Right. It's kind of infomercial style, right? Like, like from a sales perspective, it builds buy-in. If you spent an hour reading this shit, you, if you spent that long, you're already invested into it, and you're good to go. Right. Um, so that's kind of the, the salesy strategy part. Not saying that's what he does, but it, and it, I is, think it, was it a, is an added thing I think thing it's actually it, an right? application. Yes. I think it's more of an application. And terming it an application is for sure a sales tactic. Yeah, I'm pretty it sure it was mean an application. It, it doesn't mean it's wrong or anything, but because, I mean, he has credentials. He has hit really big fucking numbers. He has clients that are hitting really big fucking numbers. Um, um, fuck so, yeah, he's got uh, your friend Brad. And, yep. And, co- and if he, uh, yeah. and I mean, he might have a limit of how many clients he, he wants. Mm-hmm. And, and if that's the case, then yes, application is the right term. But from a sales standpoint, you put it on the people that are your paying clients that they're just lucky to be working with you right. makes them more willing to say yes and buy in and pay more. Right. Well, and so that's it's my a thing. genius sales thing and it's not even a wrong sales thing either. No, it, I mean, cause, cause for, in his case, I know he coaches a lot of people and they're typically pretty good people. So I don't know how much gen pop type people he coaches for or lower level right. lifters. Well, the questionnaire is very high level. I, w- I was going to say it's a, yep. it's a, um, so <clears throat> one of the questions is like asking about squat positioning, right? High bar, low bar, mid bar, which if you're new, you you're at your new lifters and be like, what the fuck does that mean? Or like sumo conventional, maybe so, that's a little bit more. So it simple. also builds in a bit of a, a bit of a weeding out process, right? Exactly. So if you got a 12 page questionnaire, you're looking at doing this casually. You thought it'd be something you want to try. Are you really going to put that much thought into the application? Or are you going to be like, fuck, this is a lot of work. If it's this must work just to get started with them, how much shit am I going to have to do once I am with them? Right. So it weeds out kind of the people who are going to fuck around and not do what they need to do to get the results they want anyway. Exactly. Which is cool. So in that way, it definitely is legitimately an application process, but he isn't denying you. You're weeding yourself out. Right. And, and so when I did this, I was, I like, there was not going to lie, a slight bit of anxiety that I was spending all this time on this questionnaire and I wasn't going to get accepted. Now I basically knew Right. That it was a shoe in because even if he, you only want he, curr- he currently coaches my yeah. girl he coaches my girlfriend and yeah like she was like yeah hey he has an one spot open yep do you want me to say something to him and I said yes and then I oh, will yeah. message him as well um but like yeah who's to say someone else couldn't have gotten it for me right for sure 
And, and so, who's to say he wouldn't take another client? Right. Like, I, I mean, he, God. He, well, I have one spot open. Are you going to turn down two people, though? I, maybe if, you're, if your schedule just won't allow it and right. you want to have free time. Like, for me, I know when I get personal training sessions to 25 a week, I'm not doing any more in-person training. Just right. because that's how much I want to work. Right, right. Well, and that's yeah. and that's fine. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so Chris Bridgeford, check him out. He Instagram's down right now, so maybe you'll never find uh, him. No, again, no, no, it just popped up. Oh, it's back up. That's okay. right. We were looking at that <laughs> we were looking at that John Hack world record bench press. He coaches a number of strong people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um and then um He just lost a bunch of weight too, dialed in his uh wasn't he a three oh eight? Yeah, he dropped down to 275, and he looks good. I was going to say, he wasn't, like, fat at 308 either. I mean, he had, like, a power gut, but, like, he looks, he he, he started working with a dietitian. He looked kind of like how I look at 308, but he was just a lot stronger. He looked like a, uh... (laughs) And now he's still a lot stronger, but now he's lean. Yeah, he reached out and got some work on his diet and cleaned it up, and... Nice. The man's 275 and shredded. Like, fuck, man. Yeah. Because um, he's also coming off a uh, quad injury. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. If you dig into his Instagram, there's a picture of his quad atrophy left and right. See, God, I've, talk, I've, I've talked I've Quad before. injuries, man, they're so common now. There's several people right. I know of. Kaylor Wollum just injured his quad. Well, and, He uh, literally just got done with a lat tear and then just pulled his quad. John Hack was saying at his the showdown show meet that he felt like both his quads were going to tear on that last squat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it can be, uh, it can be a, a big issue for sure. Um, yeah, I even looked at, so Brad Abbott's one of Chris's clients and they program very similarly. I mean, much like me and Mike Westling pro have some similarities in how we program. Just you work with someone long enough. You start taking the things that you liked from their program and put it into what you do for other people. Um, and yeah, I toyed with like maybe getting him as coaching at one point, maybe getting Brad as coaching me at one point, just because like they're getting good results. But then like I look at the training and don't, don't get me wrong. I know it works because Duh, proof's in the pudding. But I look at it, and I'm like, that just doesn't look fun. Oh, fuck no. Oh, my God. (laughs) And and I'm at the stage in my life where, like, I'm pretty strong. I I can get stronger doing shit I like to do. Right. Or I can get stronger quicker doing a bunch of shit I don't want to do. And I spend so much more time training than competing. I'd just rather my training be more fun. Right. (laughs) But I've also competed for a long time, and almost 40. And, like, once you turn that master's corner, competition gets a little easier anyway as far as who's who's really good compared to... Unless you're competing against an IPF lift athlete who decides to wear a suit and a fucking slingshot. (laughs) Yeah, tell them that story. Good good. fucking God. I don't even know who it was. It was some... Some European. Some European guy. Um, uh, And I just... I watched the video... And please, I, for the love of God, go look it up. It is the most... I forget who posted it. Who posted... Oh, it's everywhere. Okay. It's everywhere now. But it is just the most goddamn comical so, thing. So, so the squat... Wearing... So he was wearing a squat suit or, or squat briefs or one of the two. Hold up, though. He was competing raw. Yeah, he was competing in raw... He was in the raw division. Right. So knee sleeves and belt. And under his singlet... He had a... Um, he had some brief, either some briefs or a squat suit on mm-hmm. one of the two. I heard it both ways, but yeah. either way, either way, they help. They help a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was wearing that, um, and they didn't catch it. And then he was, and then he decided somehow he thought that his dumbass was going to be able to conceal the fact that he was benching in a slingshot. Now I, I don't know how you can so not I, see it. I watched the video the first time, and I said he's got a slingshot on. There's, it's he's clearly wearing something. Like he walked up to the the thing with T Rex arms, hiding the fact. But I, but I'm just trying to think what kind of slingshot because 
even if like so I want to know if it's a slingshot or if it's like a different brand. Well, regardless, when I put my slingshot on, it kind of goes over my elbows. I in most he people must wear, have had like most a big people one. wear it a little higher, but. I guess if he had a short sleeve shirt on, yeah, he was wearing he was a short wearing sleeve shirt, high, and he was had a real high. It. Okay, yeah, okay. but I mean, if you watch the vid- the overtop bench press video, okay, I was going to say, and I, I'm like, this is obviously cheating. He is clearly. Yeah, wearing I was going to say, I only saw the video of like the dude trying to like run him down and find. Oh him. no, yeah, I didn't see the video of the actual press. Oh my but, god, no, I, yeah, oh, fuck, it's it's embarrassing. I just. One and, and this because this is Europe, a master's lift in Europe. There's more money in powerlifting than in the U.S. That's true, but I couldn't imagine thinking powerlifting matters so much that you're willing. It's like it's like taking gear and then competing in a drug tested federation. Like, dude, it's just a barbell sport. Like strongman powerlifting. There's like, not millions like, of whatever. dollars like, in it. Like, dude, this is your hobby. Even if you're a professional powerlifter, unless you're like one of the top three people in the world, which right. you're, you're not. No, because you're in the IPF. Yeah. You're you're just, you're not that guy unless you're like Dan Bell, John Hack, or, or like a couple other handful of people. Right. If you're not one of those people, this is a hobby, right. not a profession. Like you're not winning money at the, in the IPF. Well, yeah. the IPF doesn't give out a t- doesn't give out money. Well, but then but, you get sponsorships. Right. It's, it's the stuff yeah, outside that's true, of competition. The where, and the, the notoriety to get clients and things. Like, right, Chris Bridgeford has a lot of online clients because he's competed really fucking well. And his athletes have competed really fucking well. Right. Um, but initially, I'm sure it was because he competed really well. Right. Um, so, so you get kind of ancillary income. But, like, how many people online coach even as a part-time job that compete in powerlifting? Right. As a percentage of people who lift. Not, not many. Right, yeah. So this is a hobby for you, sir. Yeah, no, you <laughs> like, are, you are, like, even, you know what, even, because he was in the Masters division, so he wasn't even competing with the best. Right. Like. He wasn't competing with the open. Yeah. Right, right. So, like, even an open competitor athlete, I, I just cannot understand, like. Oh, I was talking with, this is interesting, I was talking. Why they would do that. This is kind of like a tangent, but kind of connected. Um, Justin, who trains at our gym, Justin Loy, was uh, training this morning in my garage, and uh, he was just talking about, he was talking to this dude that he competed with at one of the clash contests. He's a European guy. In Europe, they don't, at least from what he was saying, like in Strongman, they don't differentiate what your max deadlift is, whether you're wearing a suit or not. Really? So, so, like, in competition, like, I get it. In competition, if suits are legal, if you, and you wear it and you don't, it is what it is. But, like, when they're just talking shit about their numbers. They don't specify whether that's in a suit or not? No. That's so weird. In America, they do, because, like, we care about everything and we're dicks about everything. But but he's, because Justin was talking to him and the guy's like, yeah, I, I pulled a, um, I, I'm going to just name a number it was over six so he was like yeah 645 pulled up for five feeling pretty good and justin's like wow you did that raw that's pretty solid and he's he's like he's like no i did it in my suit and justin's like what dude i, pu- I pulled that for seven raw right i was like, kind of the guy was kind of talking shit like he's gonna beat justin at this next one and he's like no you didn't Justin's like here's the video like <laughs> and he goes oh you strong blah, blah, blah. and it's like but like justin's like yeah and i've had that happen a couple times where like the european guys will will tell me what they've hit in their deadlift suit for reps and then not but if you look at the sport of strongman specifically well, and america is on a different level other than like the stoltman brothers right well and 
and a, a few and, other and a few guys, of the European but, nations, but, but in most general, of the yeah, we're like America is shitting on everybody. Well, and in that's, strong man. Well, strength sports in general. Yeah. But part of that is we have such a high population of people. We got well, a bigger pool to pull from. We, yeah, we have a much bigger pool. That's the same deal as like back. Do you remember early two thousands nineties Olympics? The Dream Team and the NBA. Yep. Like we just had this wealth of athletic there's, athletes, there's not whereas a lot the of rest of the world more, yep. did not. Like yep. we could have. The 90s dream team could have, or was it the 80s? Whatever. The fuck, the, the Michael Jordan I dream team I know what you're era. talking about, yeah, 90s. That era was, um, you could make the argument that we could have competed, our, uh, America could have competed against the best of every other nation right. on the same team. And, and still probably still won. won. Yeah. yeah. Like, it is, it's well, not it, like it is now. And it makes sense where it's like, so America's, what, 330 million pizza, something, like that, something right? like that. And who's our main competitors on the world stage with 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 things? Let's just talk, let's talk Olympics or athletics in general. Not not it's going to be the places with the most people. Like China, China, right? Russia. Where it's where it's yeah. almost state yeah. sponsored and, mm-hmm. and pushing through, and and Russia again, state sponsored, right? Kind of selected based on you know your genetic potential. Mm-hmm. Um, though Russia not nearly as populous. I don't think there's as many people there as there are in the U.S. Um, uh, China, there definitely is, well, yeah, yeah, and, and they have the state sponsored. But I, I, was, I mean, I, those two countries come to mind, Russia, but China. But I feel like India should be in the running, too. But if you look at them culturally, like like financially, they just don't have the the ability to do some of the stuff we got doing. And I may be rashly generalizing things here. I may be talking out my butt, so I apologize if that's the case. Um, but if they did have the finances for it, I would expect them, since they're the second largest population in the world, right. to be putting out some stuff. But then, and this is just me from interactions I've had with people from India um, online. Their genetic, like, makeup is very, or their biology, the way their bodies are framed, very different. They've got a very much Asian And culturally, they do not appreciate strength like other parts of the world do. No. Uh, Like Iceland, almost no people, but, like, Right, you're, highest you're, you're, concentration you're, of like high level strong men. Right, if you look over the span of time, because strength is so celebrated well, it, there. And that takes me to the my biology statement just a second ago. By the way, ru- right. population of Russia is around 140 million people. Okay, so about half of us. Right, but um, so physiologically speaking, think of your stereotypical like Asian person in this. Me, I right. mean Chinese, like people from China, Japan, yep. India, like they are much smaller framed. Right. Whereas Western nations, um, like. Europe and those places has a much more variety of builds. Right. Well, um, if you're looking at and Scandinavia. Yeah, and, and that Scandinavian specifically, those persons are far larger. Well, and if you look at and it, the like selective breeding, large. the selective breeding that happened in those nations, because you had Viking raiding parties. Exactly. You would, you would breed the strong people, kill the weaker people, right. and, and you're, you're going to end up. That's, that's why, stereotypically, a lot of really good-looking, big, strong people and supermodels are, are from the Scandinavian nations because those are the people they survived and let breed. Right, <laughs> like, right. Which sounds like makes, that sounds really, really shitty, but it's true. Well, it, it like, is shitty, I mean, but you can't deny the results. Right. I mean, I mean it, look history's at, history. Look at building dog breeds. Right. We, it's we the do same the same thing. Shit. It's the same thing. They just did it with people. Right. Like, on a much shorter time frame. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, raping and pillaging of the Vikings. Yep. That's how you have. 
kind of genetic mutants. I mean, fuck, we talked yep. about this last week on, on the podcast with uh, talking about Thor and how he looks like the apex <laughs> human being. <laughs> like so six ridiculous. foot nine, yeah. 300 and some pounds, like shredded. Uh, Martin Ford, per- another perfect example. One, he's from, you know who Martin Ford is. Do I? Yeah, tattoos. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, bald. Bald, like yeah, tattoo yeah, up the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> specimen looks... of a human. Where is he from? Uh, I think he's he's uh, Northern European. Okay. Like Irish. Sense, right? Like, um, yeah, I mean, 6'9", fucking scary looking yeah. human being. He is ridiculous looking. I saw him in a movie trailer a couple years ago. Ah, I love him with, in, the, in the movies. With no tattoos. Yeah. They, they'd put makeup over, like, and shit, that's got to be a lot of makeup, dude, because he's got, like, tribal, like, big, dark, black tattoos. Yeah. That, that makeup artist is, like, fuck, like, every day. Right. Well, and, man, his tattoos are cool as fuck, by yeah. the way. Um, I think he was in Hitman. He was one of the, he was one of the Hitman. I think you're right. I think he was in Hitman. Uh, there's a couple, like, fighting movies he's in. Uh, yep. Like, Kick. Boxing, kickbox. I don't remember. See, Thor is in like a kickboxer movie. Is he really? Yes. What? Hold oh on. man. We're, we're googling this. I started watching it and it was so bad. I was like, <sighs> that's like, like. I think I watched it on Netflix. So, Hold on. So, you know, when I think of like '80s era like action movie stars, you got your Stallone, your Arnold, those guys. Nowadays, we have like our action movie stars are like fucking freak athletes like Sly's right. like five foot ten you know Sly, Sly's Sylvester Stallone is short as shit that's why I said five foot ten five foot ten is my height almost it's like an inch shorter than how me. short is well, it doesn't matter he's, he's like, short he's as like fuck. five five. Oh well but like my point is is like back then we had like average quote-unquote average sized dudes right in these action movies now the action movies that are coming out we have like fucking freaks Right. Um, like, you know, The Rock is a pretty good okay. example. Kickboxer Retaliation 2018. Really? Mike Tyson's in it, too, I think. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. I like Iron here's Mike. The, here's, the, here's the cover. <laughs> I mean, it looks cool, but, like, Thor can't... Thor can't act, man. Yeah, if, you, if you've seen Game of Thrones, you get that. Yeah, but, man, he's... But yes, I mean, he's he is, a presence. He makes a good bad guy. Like, I mean, look at the original Mortal Kombat movie. He's he's Gordo. Right. I right? mean, oh my like god. He's Gordo. Goro, you mean? Goro. Yeah. Gordo means fat in Spanish. Yeah, it does. That's a different thing. Yeah. Oh man, they sh- if they when they make the second <laughs> Mortal Kombat cuz I think they're doing that. They're doing another one? Yeah, I think they're doing another one, thank God, which we need to talk about a movie after yeah, this. Yeah, we do. Um fuck if uh if they remake it and they good lord, fuck CGI. We don't even need to CGI some of these guys. Oh, right. Like, we can, like, just Zangief. have... He's Zangief. Let's do Street Fighter 2. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. Have him put on a little weight. He's Zangief. Right. Well, I was thinking shredded him. Could be a good Goro. Put some prosthetic arms on him. Didn't Goro get, like, his arm chopped off? Well, I know, thing? but, like, it's more... Or it's more wasn't combat. There, wasn't there uh Baraka. No, He'd Baraka a... was, like, the sword. Yeah, arm. but can you imagine there, Thor like... being a Baraka? Wasn't ooh yeah that'd be scary. Like Rock is not that tall though. Yeah, but he could be. I mean, he's 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 from the Outworld, so you never know. They don't um, really say how big he is. Who was like Mortal Kombat three? They didn't have Goro. They had he was like white and orange and almost like tiger striped, but he was a forearm dude like Goro. He could be that guy. Start with a K, maybe. Yeah. I, I, hold on, back to the googs. Hold up my f- microphone. Yeah, 
I remember what you're talking about. And three is we're stretching my Mortal Kombat history because I'm I'm a young child and my mom never let me play Mortal Kombat as a kid. I just got to play with my peers when I went to my friend's house, so I don't remember. Cougar? Cheetah? I think it's like Cougar or Cheetah or something, Leopard or something like that. What is it? I don't know. I'm looking at it. Hold on. I looked up Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, I'm going to find it. Dead air, dead air. Right, Jesus. <laughs> Fun Man, time. You're fired. Know. You are fired I'm at fired. all. Watch this. Whatever. I'm going to look it up really when you fast. All, when do you all tell us? Yeah, fuck that. We, got, we, have, we have listeners. You tell us. Tell us in the <laughs> comments. Make us look stupid. I just I was thinking of a solution because yes he would be a good Goro because Goro's big and tall and stuff we just need to throw a couple arms on him but right. Goro lost his arms and is like dead so like cut in half we need the, the other weird tigery forearm dude All right um sp- so speaking of movies you and I did a fun little fucking thing we had a day date we did fuck and it was like cool um honestly I would not object to it being my new Friday thing. Like, truthfully, I like, I fucking love doing that. Maybe not the great. IMAX, because, like, The IMAX so is expensive. fucking expensive. But... Even at matinees, I feel like it's just full price. Yeah, what the fuck was it's that like to you? Bucks or yeah! <laughs> I just bought tickets to see this movie again tonight, and I paid $5 a piece, by the way. If y'all live in, like, Indiana, I don't know, if you go to a Goodrich movie theater, I think they got 5 buck tickets at all Goodrich movies. So, yeah. For today, go, but this won't be posted till tomorrow, so yeah. sorry you missed out. Right, I don't know when it'll stop. It's probably <laughs> a week long or some shit. Anyway, what movie did we go see in the IMAX? We saw the new Venom. Fucking great. Oh. It was so good. Spoiler, can we, are we allowing spoilers or not? Spoiler alert. Fast yeah. forward. This will probably be the last thing we talk about, because you got to get going pretty soon. Yeah. So, just end the episode right now if you don't want Venom spoilers. Yeah, yeah, because, um, I mean. Hold up. You guys, about how you can support Meathead Chatter, the podcast here. You can give us a follow at Meathead Chatter on Instagram. In the bio, we have a pretty sweet link that can take you to many things, one of which being our Patreon. If you enjoy the podcast and want to show your support for as little as $5 a month, you can be a supporting member and we can be friends. You can be a friend of the podcast. If you're wanting something a little more for 30 bucks a month, we do have available template programming for powerlifting and strongman sent out weekly. You can just sign up for either one of those and get something for your money other than this sweet-ass entertainment. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram individually, at strongman underscore Dan for me, and at PSAC16 for Preston. Back to the show. Cool. Sorry, quick, I just realized I we hadn't before done I, Before I forget, um, so... We always give a shout out to our gym, Fearless Fitness. Um, so our owners, we have, or the owners of our gym have decided to transition a slight bit. Did you see this today? Yeah. Okay. So we have transitioned. It's a little bit. It's more of a to kind of dial in our demographic at the gym. Um, so it's no longer Fearless Fitness. It's Fearless Boot Camp and Barbell. Because yeah, it was Fearless Fitness Boot Camp. Mm-hmm. And we started doing a lot more than that. Right. Back, right. So. so it's just. Fearless boot camp barbell. Um, anyway, back to Venom. I like to think of it as fearless fitness barbell and boot camp. Right. I'm <laughs> I just call it fearless, but whatever. Um, anyway, back to the movie. So, spoiler alert. This movie, we will spoil every bit of it. Yeah. Especially the last end because I fucking called it. I literally... So, for those of you who have seen this movie, we are like five minutes before the movie ends. I lean over to Dan and I say, hey... 
spoiler alert, what do you think the odds are that there is a Spider-Man reference? And you're like, dude, no. I didn't think they were going to do it because it's such a different feel than the I, Spider-Man movies. I, you, were, you went to go to the bathroom. Or whatever yeah. the hell you had to do, and yeah, I was I like, "Dude, that. this motherfucker's missing this. He's fucking missing this." He's Dude, I got missing. in there. No, I was. You in got there in there for just like, in time. Yeah, just as it started. Um, but what do you think of the movie overall? I know you and I Dude, talked a little bit about it. It was really good. So what I really liked about it, and I, I'd kind of heard this in some of the interviews that I listened to about the movie, it's streamlined as hell, man. It was only eighty-five minutes, which it was is quick movie. Too short, so short for a Marvel movie. But it didn't feel like they were rushing through stuff. Mm-hmm. It was perfect, man. They were like, yeah, we wanted to keep it fast-paced, but we wanted to make sure we got like kind of the weird like personal demographic things going on between Venom and uh, Tom Hardy in this mm-hmm. one. Went to kind of a, a different level. They're like, you know, we probably would have dove into that a little deeper if it was two hours, but like Venom is not like that kind of movie. It's like a keep you rolling, right, get right. the shit cooking, kind of a little more action-y than Yeah, than it's definitely, and if you ever read the comics, it's it's darker, um, and it's a lot faster pace. Yep, um, Venom. I liked it. Oh my god, I did too. Did you like it more than the first one, though? Take out the last bit. The I mean, because the last after-credits scene, or the post-credits scene, definitely gave it major I, points. I feel like... I feel like equal. I know that's not an option, but I feel like I I haven't seen the first one in a while. I, I just recently watched the first one, like relative within the last month. I say that for I like the first one more. It, they for a movie that has never been done before like that. I was fucking ecstatic. Now this one, the second one, they they kind of had a template, right. so like it was on them to fuck it up. But when I when I looked at when I watched this one, I thought it was great. It just what didn't have like it was a little different, right? Yeah, I feel it was like, different. I liked the first one. I more. feel like the first one felt more big scope because you were dealing yeah. with aliens taking over the world. I think right? I think the first one had more backstory, and this one was a little more like intimate, like mm-hmm. in the here and now. It with was very specific fast characters, um, and I think, in my opinion, the pacing was a bit much for me. Right, um, so you didn't like how it was quite as consolidated. Like yeah, that. I think so. I think Carnage was rushed. I think the character of Carnage had a little. They could little, have taken a little more time. Yeah, I think they could have really dug into um, Cletus Cassidy a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, because um, they definitely touched on it, and I feel like tried to develop the backstory a little bit. But right, I, I see where you're going. But the, I think I think I would wager that a lot of Cletus Cassidy backstory got cut, left on the cutting room floor. So it'd be, the, it'd be cool to see like a director's cut, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a long. I think this could be. I mean, because okay, the, you're right. It was 123 minutes, 126 minutes. It wasn't a long movie. It was probably one of the shorter movies we've seen. And that's including previews and shit. Is that including previews? Yeah, because they said the runtime on it is 85 minutes. Fuck. So yeah, it was so way I, too less than an hour and a half. Right. So it was a pretty quick movie. Yeah. There's now, not a lot of movies out there that quick. No, not 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 big budget movies. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of it was left on the cutting room floor. Now you could blame that on COVID very easily. Yeah. Um, movies don't movie the- like, uh, big box. There's no such thing as big box office movies. Like there used to be right. Like aside from like onesies and twosies, like, you know, the Marvel Avengers, whatever. But <clears throat> I was thinking about this, the, uh, fuck a couple days ago. When was the last time you saw people line up at midnight to go see a movie? I mean, we, before, we, before COVID for sure. Well, well, I mean, even before COVID, when was the last time Star you Wars? Ah, uh, not the new ones. Maybe yeah. the seventh one yeah. when they made that new, brand new one. But after that, I don't think there were people lining up for midnight showings. 
I'm trying to think the last. Well, so that's because, like, when did we see it? Did we see it on Friday or Thursday? What? I feel like they're just releasing Venom? shit earlier and earlier. We saw it on Thursday. We saw Venom on Oh, fuck, oh it, was, it was out Thursday, but we didn't see it till Friday morning. Yeah. Whereas, like, it used to be. Movies came out on Friday. If it was coming Fridays. out on Friday, you'd have, you, if it was you, a big popular movie, you could see a 1201 showing Friday right. night. And I don't know if that's a trend that, oh, fuck. I've definitely seen that trend. You know what? I remember the last midnight showing I went to, there was a mass shooting in the movie theater. It was uh, Batman. Batman, Batman, Dark, Dark Knight, Dark Knight in Rises. Colorado. They cut that. that shit out. I think they cut it out right after that, probably to curb that. That would make sense, or maybe that's how they justified it. I don't know, but I think that was the last time there was a right. big fucking deal about a movie coming out. Um, because they didn't even do midnight showings. I don't think for the Avengers movies. No, because well, um, dude, I feel like the last three or four years they've been doing this. Hey, it's coming out Friday. But you can totally come in Thursday and watch it as a matinee. Right. Like, I feel like they've been doing that a lot the last number. Like, before COVID, it was sad. Right. And and I think movie theaters are just trying to adapt to the new clients. Well, especially now. With, it, with fuck, COVID, I, um, everything gets released streaming at the same time as it gets released right. in theaters now just because people don't want to go. I love going to the I theater. love going to the movie theater. Minus love, paying the bill. I love the experience. Like, I like <laughs> the movie theater experience because I want to listen to it fucking loud. Like... Well, I don't my, always want to do that at home. And my thing has always been, yes, the sound experience is totally different. But for me, I'm like, I want to see it on a TV bigger than the one I have at my house. Right. And and nowadays, TVs are getting bigger and this, that, and the other. But Yeah. You, but you're right. The sound quality is completely, unless you have right. like a home theater set up. But like, I don't have the I think going to the that. movies is um, underrated. When I was a kid. Well, plus, get out of the house for a minute and go exactly. do something with so, your significant other. Do you know what I used to do every Christmas day when I was a kid? Go watch a movie. Fuck yeah. My family and I went and watched a, a matinee every Christmas day for like a decade. We did that for Thanksgiving for a number of years. Um, and that was like our family tradition is we went and saw a movie every fucking Sunday or every th- Christmas day because, well, I hate to break it to you, but if I spend more than like four hours in a row with my pe- my family, I'm going to freaking kill them. Right. Like, I got to well, get out of the house. And so that, so here is pro tip for you. Pro tip, bro tip. If you are in a relationship and you guys are fighting and you kind of fucking hate each other, but like it's date night and you want to like have a date night and it not be shitty, take her to a movie because you don't get to fucking talk to each other. <laughs> but you get to share an experience where right. like we did shit together. But like, so yeah, if your relationship's going down the tubes, movie night, baby. Not at home, movie night you gotta, at a yeah. theater. I think that's such a lost, uh, like just so so lost no, with these kids. No dinner and a movie, because then you're you're missing the whole point. Just right, just straight to, to the just movie. The movie. Man, <laughs> you know what i I don't know about you, but when I started dating, that was yeah, like movie we did, was it. Like that's how you went on your like my first date was yeah, on a movie. Dinner I know, and a movie. I know. Well, I was too cheap. I was too poor for a dinner. Um, I grew up in Benton County, which is Sign and Dash. There was no restaurant where, yeah. I, where I grew up. So it's like, a small enough small town, they'd know you. Exactly. Damn it. So the cool thing was is like our mo- like a movie ticket for a minor was like $4, $3. Nice. Like so yeah, it was a fucking cheap date. Pot, you know, you go in there, spend 20 bucks and you're lo- like $15 so, and you're golden. So I went to high school in Monticello. Yeah. Yeah, there's and they a had couple the bu- movie they theaters. Had the, they had the Buck 50 movie theater. Yeah. Yeah, and it'd be like two movies. One might be current, the other might be from like six months ago because they're only rotating two movies, right. you know. Um, but yeah, it was it was always a yeah. Good deal. I I don't know I don't know what kids do the, do a date do nowadays for first dates. What 
I mean, you got you Netflix got, and chill. You, oh, know. you want your daughter Netflix and chilling? No, no. <laughs> I'll I'll be there Netflix and stabbing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's uh, something we. I, I I'm curious about that now that I think about it. What what do kids do as a first day? I do not know. Luckily, my daughter is 11, and like I always ask her about like boys love interest type stuff, and she's like. I don't know. I just like playing soccer and hanging out with my friends. So I'm like, oh, thank God. But yeah, she's totally dude, lying to you, in man. Like, in like a couple years, because she's a cute. Kid. Does she hate you yet? No. Oh, uh, so, when so that she happens she's... is when she'll start wanting to date. Yeah, she doesn't hate you yet. Yeah. So, and I don't know if the stepdad has it in him to murder a kid for my kid, but <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah, we. I know enough farm people will take care of it. Oh, wait, I think this is one of those things that we're not supposed to talk about. Once we get popular, we're not supposed to talk about. For more tips on getting away with murder or um, going on uh, surviving dates with people you don't like, follow. You can, you can support the podcast by uh, giving us a review. Give us a five star review because we're dropping some fucking gold. Right? Like life guidance. Yeah. So, all you that like bailed out for spoilers, we're sorry. Yeah. You missed it. Yeah, go watch Venom and then fucking watch this movie. Or yeah, listen go, to this podcast. Go watch Venom and then catch the last 15 minutes of the podcast. Oh, man. God, this is such a good this is such a good <laughs> movie, though. It was great. Can we talk about the end of it? It was we very well done, yes. So the end of it, the post credit scene, spoiler alert. You got like six minutes till you have to go. Oh, uh, I don't give a shit. Oh, okay. She hasn't. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got like six minutes till I got to go. Um... I'm, I'm taking care of it. I'm watching for you, man. Okay. So anyway, the fuck, man. He's sit at the, to- the tail end. He's sitting in this hotel room on his little getaway adventure. And God damn it. All of a sudden, shit just changes. Yep. And I'm like fucking getting goosebumps again, thinking about the goosebumps I got was, there. It was the Doctor Strange cast It was spell. when he cast yep. a spell. And, he, and then the next thing that pops up is fucking J. Jonah Jameson saying... Spider-Man is a menace. Ooh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. good. <laughs> and he's like talking about how it's Peter Parker. And I'm like, uh-huh. what? Which so comes wait. out this year. Have you, by the way, because I think you shared this, uh, the timeline of the movies coming out. It's like October is yes. fucking October Venom. Venom. Next November month is, is the Eternals. And December is it's, fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. So I just thought of this. So they did the, uh, um, oh, Spider-Man's Peter Parker. But didn't that happen before Stephen Strange cast the spell? Or did he say, Semantics. It's, it's Peter Parker, and then the spell happened, and then the thing switched mm. in the movie? Because if it happened before, then why... It switched. I feel like it's out of order. Like, I feel like the spell should have happened after he said that. Or did Venom go into that other... Sp- oh, fuck. Multiverse is more confusing than time travel. I know. I'm like, wait, how does this work? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like wrapping my head around. I guess we'll see in December. Yeah, I we're gonna find out in December. I wonder what kind that of that is like a good observation though. I, I I think it maybe I read it registered, but I just like nah. Yeah, I wonder. What do you think the uh, and this will be the last thing we touch on? What do you think the special thing in the Eternals is going to be? You think it's going to be another multiverse teaser, or do you think they're going to touch on like other things? They're leaning Spider Man and they're leaning hard into this multiverse deal. Yeah, because um, I think the last movie for Phase One is supposed to be Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness, and the rumored bad guy is Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Mm. That's God. what I've heard because she can break it. So she breaks because in the comics she breaks it. She breaks everything. She gets pissed off and says no more mutants and kills them all. <laughs> 
That is how we. That's <laughs> right. a dick move, right? No, but like I'm serious, so I don't know. I'm ex- I'm, I'm curious as to how this one's going to be. All right, and then on that note, I'm going to cut it short on us here because you got stuff going on. You can follow us at Meathead Chatter on the IG when it is up, which yeah. it is now. I don't know. It's in and out. It's yep. Facebook. Or Facebook and Instagram are changing their algorithm to fuck us hard, mm-hmm. harder. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy, we could go into that one for yeah. hours. At PSAC16 for Preston and at Strongman underscore Dan for me. And as the ad played earlier, you can support the podcast by hitting us up on Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you uh, kudos. 30 bucks a month gets you kudos and programming and best friends. Yeah. Get, hit up that hit up that programming and be best friends with us and we'll send you flowers and little... And virtual high fives. Right. Maybe a fist bump through the screen. For sure. And if I ever see you in person, I'll give you a legit fist bump. I'll give you a hug. Yeah. If you're okay with it. Free ass grab. Right. Maybe a side hug to stay safe. Yeah, that's know. fair. If you're a female, it's a side hug. Uh, <laughs> I want to feel your tatas on me. It's well, weird. that one we got to be... Or or do one of those, like, no-touching hugs. Yeah, like distance little tappies. Yeah, who's it does, does that? Uh, <laughs> fuck. Who's it plays John Wick? Um, oh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves does yep. that. When he does pictures, he doesn't touch the women. God, I love him. He's a great guy. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all on episode 15. You have a good one.